There are many levels of being a manager. You can be a frontline, a mid-level manager, a senior or a director level, even VP and C-suite. But knowing which level of management is right for you and how to advance your career to get you there isn't always so clear. So today we are getting into the details on how to set your career path and then make it happen. Today's guest is Sonia Dynamo-Price. Sonia is a top career strategist, salary advisor, and leadership coach. She's authored two books on career advancement, has a master's degree in leadership and organizational development, and is a certified career and executive coach. She trained with Al Gore to become a climate reality leader and is actively engaged with the Seattle Board of Conscious Capitalism. Sonia and I talk about the things you should consider when thinking about what level of manager you should be aspiring to. We get into how to go about making that happen and what to do if a team member comes to you wanting to advance their career, plus so much more. Now here's the conversation. Are you a manager, boss, or team leader who aspires to level up and unleash your team's full potential? You're listening to the Modern Manager Podcast, and I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Each week, I explore effective strategies and provide actionable insights that supercharge your management abilities, optimize team performance, and foster a healthy workplace culture. Become a rockstar manager and help your team thrive at themodernmanager.com slash more. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sonia. I'm super excited, of course, to have you to talk about how managers can advance their careers. And I I need to give a little caveat because a couple weeks ago, I had an episode where we talked about middle management can be a destination. It doesn't have to be a stop on the path. But for some folks, it is a stop on the path. And so if you are listening, if you know, and you're like, I'm not sure I want to advance in my career. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Please still listen. And if you're like, I definitely want to go and I'm like on a great trajectory, good. Stay and listen too. This is going to be a really fun conversation. So um, thank you so much for joining me to to have a chat today. Wow. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to dive in further here. Let's start at the this kind of place of figuring out, is rising through the ranks something that is right for you in your career? Like, how do you know when you're in a management position if you should kind of make the most of the position you're in and just really crush being a manager that's maybe kind of in the middle? Or if you should have bigger aspirations in the sense of moving into a more senior leadership position? I think historically, I guess what I was trying to say in my little intro caveat piece was that historically middle management was not a place that anybody really wanted to land. And I think that's starting to change. So how do you know or how do you assess whether or not middle management is a great place for you to thrive or if moving up into a more senior leadership position is really what you should be focusing on? When I'm uh, working with folks and helping them identify what is the right career trajectory for them, I help them to focus on three major components. So one is what do you love doing? What will give you that sense of meaningful work and satisfaction? So when you think about the skill set, the tasks, the responsibilities, the scope, the various different things that you would be involved in at, at any level inside the organization, like what will really give you that sense of satisfaction and fulfillment? So when we think about things like management, we want to be thinking about, you know, what level of strategy do you want to be working on? What level of budget do you want to be working on? And do you enjoy mentoring people? And at what level would that, you know, mentorship quality really give you that sense of satisfaction? Because every level that you go up, it's going to be a different ballgame in terms of who you're managing. 
what scope you'll be responsible for, the core responsibilities, your day-to-day tasks. And so you really want to be thinking about what is the skill set that's needed at each at each level? And is that really a right fit for you? So that's kind of like the first core component of what will give you that sense of like meaningful work and satisfaction in what you do on a day-to-day basis. And think about, you know, along with that, you want to be thinking about what will your peers be like and will you enjoy the relationship at that peer level? Then we want to think about compensation, you know, like what is the compensation at each level? And, you know, how does that change the higher up that you go? Sometimes that means a lot more money. Sometimes it doesn't. Really kind of depends upon your industry and the, you know, the type of title and the core responsibilities of like what you deliver for the organization. And then the third component is really just the brass tacks of how does all of this come together? Like, do you actually have the core skill set to be eligible at that level? And so you want to be thinking about that throughout your entire career so that you're aware of what should your professional development plan look like? Because if you have a goal that you want to be VP by the time that you're 40, you know, are you actually, you know, learning the skill set that will help you be eligible at that level? And are you doing the right networking that will also prepare you for that level? And there's a lot more that we could get into there, but I kind of look at the trifecta of those three components And then we're looking for the sweet spot in the middle to really help identify what is the right fit for you and then how do you start to put together your short, medium, and long-term career goals to ensure that you are on the right path and that you're taking the right steps to effectively achieve that overall trajectory for yourself. Yeah. I really appreciate how you framed this as not a decision that you necessarily have to wait to make when you're already kind of up in some middle-level management position, but it can actually be something that you start thinking about from your first management position, that if you Mm -hmm. like managing people, you can start thinking early about what it's going to take to set yourself up for the future. But that also, if you have found yourself wherever you are in in your journey, you can still decide, even if you're later in your career, this might be something I want to do more. And, and start at that point. It doesn't have to yeah. be a decision made at any particular time. You haven't missed the boat and you also aren't starting too early. You know, I, I just kind of arbitrarily threw out the like, oh, if you want to be VP by the time you're 40, actually very few people achieve that by that, yeah. by that point in time in their career. So, you know, no matter how old you are, at what point you are in your career, you can always, you know, identify what the next step is and what's the right fit for you. I also love that you started with the like, what do you actually enjoy doing? And I think sometimes we forget about that and how important it is to actually want the day-to-day life of that role and what that entails. And I actually had a client a couple years ago who was being recruited internally for a senior level position. She was already running a department and they wanted her to move one level up. And she was repeatedly saying no to them because she's like, I don't want that job. Like, I actually love what I'm doing and I love the team that I'm working with and I love getting to be close enough to the work. And I don't want to be a step removed from all of that, even though it had bigger compensation. And her husband was like, why are you taking this opportunity? It's so important. It's so great. It's going to really advance you. And she's like, it's just not what I want to do. So I think it's so important to remember that. Let's now assume that you're like, yes, I know what I want and I do want to be in a more senior lover position that I'm in now. 
And maybe that means going from kind of a first level manager to a more mid-level manager. Maybe it means from going from a more mid-level manager to a more senior manager, maybe from senior manager to a VP. What are the steps that we should start putting in place or, or the things that we should be thinking about to help take make progress in whichever kind of jump we're trying to make? Most often I end up speaking with people who you know, they think that they they're they should get promoted based on their hard work. And hard work is potentially a component of it, but it's not the whole equation here. So what you really want to be thinking about is this requires a certain level of strategic thinking and strategic overview. So there's a couple different components to this. One, you really want to be thinking about what is required to jump up to that next level. So oftentimes, uh, you know, much more larger organization will have things that are called role guides. Not everybody knows about these, but you want to be paying really close attention to this because when it comes to promotions, usually you have to already be operating at the level of whatever, you know, whatever level that you're looking to jump up into. So if you can get access to these role guides for your organization, or maybe, you know, maybe you can find it for another organization if your organization doesn't have it and be thinking about, okay, what are the specific objectives? What are the specific expectations and what results do I personally need to be achieving in order to be eligible for that next level? If it's inside of your organization, great. That's like an official guide that you can work from. If you're company does not have these things called role guides. Um, sometimes they call them something slightly different. But if you don't have already have like a, a preconceived path or map to work from, then it needs to be a conversation with your manager. And it should be a conversation with your manager, regardless whether you have these role guides or not. You need to get very clear about what are the expectations? What are the goals? What are the results that I personally need to be producing to be considered for the next level? And then you need to put, basically treat it like a project plan to say like, okay, if I want to move into the next level, here are the specific results. And it could look like things like, you know, having managed a project of a certain dollar value. You know, maybe you need to be leading a $5 million project or above. Uh, maybe it means managing a certain number of people. It really depends upon your specific role and what what is important for your department and the overall key initiatives for the organization. But you wanna be clear on that and then use this as an opportunity to basically create almost like a case for change with your direct manager. And you need to say, okay, look, I'd like to move up into this level. I'd like to start to talk about timing, what that timeline can look like, and you know what results need to have been achieved by that timeline in order for me to be eligible for this next position. And if you start this way in advance, um, a really common mistake that I see is that people wait until review time to have these conversations. You know, annual review comes around, you get your your overall feedback and report, and then you're like, "What? I didn't get promoted? How did how did we miss the boat on this one again?" Like by the time that you get your feedback for the annual review, so many decisions have already been made with your manager, your manager's manager, and their peers. And that's generally what the promotion decision-making process looks like. So if you start this process that we you know, started to discuss earlier, start that way in advance, long before annual review time. And you need to find out if your organization only does promotions 
during the review cycle? Or can you do an off-cycle promotion? Then you want to start to get real clear, like basically develop a project plan for yourself to say, okay, I need to have managed a project at this budget level. Then you need to start to have conversations with your manager to say, hey, you know, I'm currently managing a project at this budget level. I'd like to be eligible for this next level. So what kinds of opportunities can we find for myself to start to get involved with projects that are at at this higher level budget? Or, you know, I'd like to, uh, you know, move into management or I'd like to move into a higher level of management. That requires that I have five direct reports. Right now I have three direct reports. It, you know, are there additional opportunities where I can start to manage or even mentor additional team members? You know, so you need to kind of you need to start to take on more responsibility. And if those opportunities are not there right in front of you right now, you need to start raising your hand and looking for opportunities for you to do so. And maybe that will exist in your current team. And maybe you might have to look outside of your current team in order to get that. But it needs to be a conversation with you and your manager. And if, if the opportunities are not currently available right here, right now, where you are, then you need to kind of get your manager's blessing to start to look outside of the team to see what other projects that you could get involved in where you can start to take on those responsibilities. And then that might be a matter of starting to have conversations with your manager's peers or, you know, look, looking looking outside of your current team to see where that could exist. And this could actually start to be some really wonderful networking opportunities for you as well, because sometimes that promotion will not always happen in your current team. So if, if that's just not feasibly possible for whatever reason, you know, business objectives and what the business is up to, then we have to start looking for opportunities elsewhere and it's usually a good idea to get your manager's blessing on that so that yeah. you're not, you know, doing this renegade thing and trying to work around him or her and see what else is possible elsewhere. But sometimes you do just need to go to a different a different team in order to get those opportunities. And if so, then that might be a little bit of a care-filled conversation because, you know, oftentimes to move to a different team internally, you need to have your manager's blessing. So all of this, every single thing that I'm sharing with you right now, it really needs to be contingent upon, you know, what does the relationship look like with you and your manager? How supportive is your manager of you and what you're up to in your professional growth? You know, just ensuring that you you have their support, you have their blessing, and, you know, and if you don't, then, you know, sometimes you have to get a little bit more creative about h how to do that to be able to, you know, move to a new team. Or sometimes it might mean that you actually need to go to a, an entirely new organization to get those opportunities. Yeah. I love that you're talking about this almost like in partnership with your manager. They have information that you might not have around what it takes to get to the promotion, how promotions are decided on, what skills or competencies you might need, what opportunities there are, right? They have a broader view across the organization and sometimes they have to open those doors, right? So rather than trying to kind of hide or feel like you're in competition with your manager, which I've definitely heard some people say like, I want my boss's job. And it, it's like a weird dynamic when they're like trying to kind of get into their boss's job, but they are, you know, but that only works if their boss is like going to leave or <laughs> get, promote mm -hmm. themselves. But, but actually framing it as like, there's, there's ample opportunity for all of us. And so as my manager, can you help me with my 
my future plans and my career goal, goals. And I just, I, I just love that way of approaching it. I want to flip the script for a second though and say like, what happens when you're the manager on the receiving end and your team member comes to you and says, all right, I'm super excited. I want to advance. Help me understand all the things I need to know and what I can do. I mean, obviously, if you're like, yes, this person is a rock star and I am so excited for them to be advancing and I want to mentor them and I want to open doors and I want to do all these, then it's great and, e and relatively easy, right? But what if you're sitting in the opposite position where you're saying, I'm not so sure that's such a good idea. What I've seen from this person so far doesn't give me a lot of confidence that they're going to be successful and I'm not sure they want to maybe open some of those doors or I'm not sure that I want them to take a project from X budget to Y budget because that's a big risk and I'm, I'm not confident that they're ready for it. How do you handle that that conversation? And yeah, just just tell me what, what, did you, what do you do? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, then I, I think that becomes a slightly different conversation about what kind of manager are you? And I know you you just recently published an episode on the five types of bosses, five types yes. of bad bosses or something like this, like all about bosses, which I thought was an incredible episode. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. As a manager, as a manager, if you are working with a direct report who's coming to you and saying, hey, I want to get promoted. I want to take on more responsibility. Like what kinds of opportunities exist for me? Then I think it really becomes more of a question of how good of a manager are you? How good of a mentor are you? Because, you know, one of the greatest qualities of a good manager is delivering meaningful feedback. And so if that person is not already performing up to par of where you think that they should be, and they're already asking for more responsibility, then, you know, the feedback needs to be like, okay, well, you know, I appreciate you coming to me with this. I always acknowledge the fact it's like, oh, I see how you're trying to grow. And that's really wonderful. And, you know, excited to see this initiative from you. Before we can add additional responsibilities to your plate, we really need to make sure that you're knocking it out of the park with your current opportunities. So, you know, here's what I'd like to see first is we need to establish these kinds of results with your current projects. If you can do that within X amount of time frame, well, then let's start to talk about what additional opportunities would look like. Another aspect of this that you're not really asking about, but that I see happen a lot is that, you know, an employee or a direct report will go to their manager and then the manager's like, I'd love to help you. We just don't have those kinds of opportunities here for you. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, if you're basically asking to have my job, because that's what I do. And so sometimes that can be a bit of an intimidation factor for the manager themselves. They're like, well, I see that you're wanting to grow, but I, I don't have any additional projects I can give you. You're asking to, you know, kind of start to infringe upon my core responsibilities. So, you know, in that case, too, I think I think it's actually the right thing to do at that point in time as a manager is to is to be very upfront and honest with that and to say, hey, look, right now, just based on what we have going on in the business, I don't see additional opportunities for you to take on that could help you get to where you want to go. But you know what? You know, I see you as such an incredible, valuable professional, and I want to help you accomplish those goals no matter what. So, you know, if that means looking at other teams, if that means looking at other organizations, I will be in full support of that. You know, let me know what you need from me in order to pursue additional opportunities. And I think that's just the right thing to do, because if you if you don't do that, 
that individual is likely going to become resentful. Like maybe they stay for however long, but they're just going to start to become resentful because they're like, I'm trying here. I'm looking for something else. I want to do something more. Like give me opportunities. They're going to get resentful. They're going to, you know, this is where a lot of the quiet quitting comes into play as people start to, you know, withdraw and, you know, maybe they start looking on their own or whatever. They're just, they're just going to coast for a while and maybe they just stop doing as great of a job as they could. But I've always just been of the mind of like, always be authentic, always be transparent and, and, and also say, you know, hey, I don't see anything immediately available, but if you want to get together, we can brainstorm about this and see like what else could be possible for you. I want to talk about advanced education because this is another question that I get sometimes from clients who are looking to advance in their careers. And they're saying, do you think I should go back and get a master's degree? Do you think I need another certification in something? Like how important is it to do that outside of the business part, right? The, the things that are like not about project management or responsibility or competency demonstration, but are like the things that you're supposed to, you know, pad your resume with or kind of go and get the, that, mm-hmm. that knowledge or that certification or that stamp of approval. Are those something that people need to be thinking about if they want to advance? Or is that kind of like a case by case like basis? Or is that a, it's just totally up to you if that's important to you and your the way that you learn and what you want. How do you know if it's important and a good use of your time and money versus like a don't, don't waste it, just focus on mm-hmm. the, the other things that you can do to advance? I think the question you really have to be asking yourself is, and I do think it's a case by case basis because I think it really depends upon where are you in your career? Are you more on the early to mid side of your career? Are you mid to late stage career? And what would that MBA or what would that, you know, advanced master's degree really do for you? Is it going to give you newfound knowledge that will help you be, you know, more of an expert in what you do? Is it going to actually give you a leg up in some sort of way? And what is that leg up? Because you can look at getting a master's degree as, does it give you newfound knowledge? Does it give you a new network? to draw from. So sometimes sometimes education or certifications is more so just for like who you will meet and what circles you can get connected with by virtue of where you go to school. So we have to think about a couple different things because anybody could go out and get an online master's degree, super easy these days, but does that does that give you new connections? Or are you doing it purely for the educational and knowledge component of it? And then can you turn that knowledge around and show how you're more eligible and more qualified for the roles that you want to be going after because you have that degree? The other thing I would be thinking about is, you know, how much money is it going to cost you personally? Because if you go to, you know, one of the more well-known, recognizable schools, you're easily looking at, you know, 80 to 100 grand. Does it actually give you what you're looking for? You know, and what is it that you're looking for? Are you looking to get promoted into a higher level role? Are you looking to make more money? Are you looking to, you know, grow your network? Like, what is it that you're looking to accomplish by getting that degree? A couple other things that I would think about is, you know, ask your organization if you have a master's degree, does that get you into a different salary band? Or, you know, do they pay more for people who have, you know, a master's degree? Because that's oftentimes a component that goes into the compensation strategies. Um, And then the other thing to be thinking about is, 
does your company actually provide tuition reimbursement? So if they can help you pay for this degree, if this is something you really want and they help you pay for it, well, hey, that's free money right there. So if you're willing to put in the time and effort and you see what it could do for your career and how it can help you advance your overall career path and someone's willing to help pay for it, well, you know, that that's kind of, that's a wonderful thing. They don't usually pay for 100% of your tuition. So you kind of want to factor in how much would they pay and how much am I willing to put into it? And, you know, do I see the return and investment in the long run? I would imagine that there are certain career paths that require certain kinds of certifications or certain kind of knowledge. Like if you're if you're in the HR space or if you're in a in a legal space, right? That there, mm-hmm. there might be particular things that are required. And if you're not sure what those are, is that something to just ask your manager about? Or yeah. like, how how do you go about figuring out some of the like what is important here and what what's required versus what's the nice to haves? Yeah. So a really good thing on this too is if you go look at job descriptions for the types of roles that you want to land, look to see, you know, does it say MBA required or does it say MBA desired or does it even mention anything at all about a master's degree? You know, I have many examples of folks that I've worked with that didn't even have a bachelor's degree and was able to you know, excel very far in their career. But sometimes you have to be selective about where you go and what you do because of that. Because some organizations, it's just a set requirement. Like we don't hire anybody that doesn't have a bachelor's degree. I actually have a client that I worked with um, who, you know, she was wanting to get promoted. And we basically did what I shared earlier in the episode here where we said, okay, hey, let's look at those role guides for your organization. Let's look to see what the requirements are. And she was actually already a senior manager because she had been in this organization for a number of years. They had gotten acquired, you know, company policies had changed. They came out with these new role guides and she was wanting to get promoted into a director level. And we looked at the director level role guide and it said it actually like multiple levels. It actually said bachelor's degree required, but she was already at a level that, you know, she should have technically already had a bachelor's degree, but she had kind of gotten grandfathered in and she was producing every other single area of that, you know, the requirements, except she didn't have a bachelor's degree. And she was like, Hey, look, I'm already performing at this level. You giving me this title is kind of a formality at this point in time. And so she was trying to negotiate and like help make this thing happen. And they would not approve her for promotion because she did not have a bachelor's degree. complete craziness, like complete craziness. Of course, she was completely frustrated and super upset about it. You know, I was coaching her and we talked through multiple conversations about this. And ultimately, she decided to go to a new organization where she actually made a huge jump in income. She got the title that she was looking for. And it was an organization that really respected her value significantly better than where she'd previously been working. And the real kicker of this is that as soon as she said, oh, I've received a new offer somewhere else, you know, it's like she tried so hard to make it work in that organization. And they just kept saying, no, 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 no. And then as soon as she got an offer somewhere else, what did they do? Oh, of course, they're like, no, what can we do to make you stay? Let's give you a retention bonus. Let's increase your income. We'll give you the title. We'll do all of this stuff. And, you know, so if you are a company listening to this, people need to be rewarded and people need to be valued for 
you know, what they deliver to the organization. And if, if, if you don't give them that, they're usually going to jump ship and go somewhere else because there's so many opportunities out there, you know, and if you're listening to this and you're in this type of position, like your company is not valuing you, they're not giving you what you deserve. Maybe it's time to look somewhere else because there's lots of fish in the sea and, you know, like, Oftentimes you can make a big jump in income if you go to a new organization. You can get the title that you're looking for if you go to a new organization. If you know how to position yourself in the right way, sometimes you know you can use this whole opportunity as a way to really level up and truly get what you're really looking for. So unfortunate that that is the case so often and such a good lesson for all of us to remember that we can we can do our best to work our way up within the organization we're in if we're really happy. And if we can't, then there is there are more opportunities out there and we don't have to stay stuck. All right, well, we have to start to wrap up. So Sonia, can you tell us about a great manager that you worked for and what made this person such a fabulous boss? Many years ago, I worked for a startup organization and that was actually one of the best jobs that I ever could have had just to really like help put my career on the map and give me lots of opportunities to grow. And what made him such a wonderful boss was that, you know, the company had so many needs because we were a small startup organization. And and so what made him watch such a wonderful boss is that I saw a lot of needs and opportunities. And I would go to him and I would say, hey, have you thought about this? Could we go in this direction? I'm willing to step in and take, you know, take on that role. Like I can lead the charge on this. And he would listen to me. And sometimes I had really great ideas. And he said, yep, awesome, great, let's do it. You know, charge ahead. And other times he would listen to me and he would say, you know, let's let's think on that one for a while. Like, let's, <laughs> um, you know, let, let's kind of wait and see how this other project plays out first. And then maybe we'll, we'll circle back around this idea. But he was always appreciative of the fact that I was coming to him with new ideas. And, you know, he really helped give me the opportunities. Mostly I was the one who was coming to him and, and making suggestions, but he saw how eager I was to gain experience and take on, you know, new leadership potential and capabilities and new responsibilities. And so it ended up becoming kind of a partnership because he saw how much I wanted it and I was constantly coming to him. But there were other times that he would just say, hey, you know, I'm going to put Sonia's lead on this. And that always just felt so good because I, I knew that he respected me and that, you know, he saw my value and that he really trusted that I could deliver the results. That was really one of one of the best boss experiences that I had. And I, I wish that there was a lot more bosses like him out there. <laughs> so do I. That's why yeah. we do this work, right? Yeah, and, right. <laughs> uh, and where can people learn more about you and keep up with your work? Absolutely. So you can come to my website, dynamocareers.com. I actually have a free assessment that I'm offering. It's called Does Your Work Work For You? And answer a few questions and you get a personalized report. So it's dynamocareers.com forward slash assessment. And you can also look me up on LinkedIn. My name is Sonia Price, S-O-N-J-A-P-R-I-C-E. Would love it if you reach out and connect and, uh, you know, carry, we can carry the conversation forward from there. Fabulous. Well, thank you again so much for joining me today. You gave us a lot of good food for thought. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Sonia is offering five copies of her book, The Pivot Point System, five keys to unlock your career, health, and wealth to members of the Modern Manager community. 
This book offers hacks you can use to elevate your mindset, health, image, career, and wealth to build a better life one step at a time. You must enter this drawing by October 10th. To be eligible for this giveaway, you also must be a member of the Modern Manager community. Go to themodernmanager.com slash more to join today. Plus, you will also get the extended interview with each guest. So you'll get to hear Sonia's answers to how to make the case to your boss that you are ready for the promotion and how to decide if the promotion or opportunity you're being offered is one you should accept. All the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter. You'll also get a mini sketch note each week with some of my big takeaways from the interview. Get on the mailing list at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Oh,